Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Welcome to Grit and Gravitas. We are in the studio with a super exciting guest today, Annie Carnathan. It is good to be back. It's always the best part of a day, a week, <laughs> a month, whenever we do this. It's fabulous. So well, you're right. Fabulous for a couple of reasons, but it's National Podcast Day. Woo, that woo. doesn't mean this launches on National Podcast Day, but because we record ahead as our favorite friends and fans and listeners know ahead of time. But this is apropos, we have we were talking in advance of uh, going on air that I think we have our youngest guest in the studio. Yes, by a lot. So- yes. <laughs> yes. So we have Andrea Carnes. Welcome, Andrea, uh, who is VP of Sales and Marketing for Carnes Foods. And if you are in Pennsylvania and maybe even New Jersey, people will have heard of Carnes. You are a legacy business, grocery and retail. We're excited to welcome you to the studio today. Well, thank you so much for having me on National Podcast Day. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) So let's start with a little bit of just backstory on you are a third generation Carnes family and the company was founded in 1950... 1959. So we just celebrated 60 years, 62 years, I guess, at this point in time. That's a fabulous... Congrats. A fabulous milestone of family business, Annie, that has gone to the third generation and and came through a pandemic. So there's probably not too many that are keeping company with you with those uh, accolades or milestones. Well, and there's almost no retail vertical that has changed more in five years right. than grocery right? So, and, and retail, really. And you are now nine uh, locations with 1,200 employees or yep, close so, to that? Yeah, nine locations, 1,200 to 1,300 employees. You know, it literally fluctuates by the day, yeah. <laughs> depending on who's hired and maybe who's looking at, at different opportunities. We have a corporate office, and then we also have a commissary location where we do production out of. So that oh, is great. a standalone building that... You know, make salad, deli salads and soups and the ready to cook meals that you see out on the store shelves. So keeps a, a different element of retail in a, in a separate building, keeps us busy. A really fresh one. Yes, yes. So give us a little backstory on your journey, how y- you've taken some twists and turns. You didn't work your entire career at Carnes, correct? So give us a little background on that. Yeah. So the bulk of my career has been at Carnes. You know, I, I jokingly say that my dad's been training me to to work at Carnes and work for him as he is my direct boss yeah. uh, <laughs> since I, I was born. You know, he was my softball coach. Oh. Um, you know, so he's been giving me orders for for quite a while uh, and some tips and tricks along the Good. way. Um, so certainly I, I went to Elizabethtown College uh, for my undergraduate and both during high school and college, I was a cashier. I, I worked the customer service desk. I was 
did lottery and that was oh, not wow. a good time because people <laughs> are very serious about their numbers. And that was not my my skill set. They'd rattle oh. off, you know, nine, eight, three, two, box this, give me the Powerball plus one and you can't mess up the numbers. You yeah. can't mess up the numbers. So um, that I luckily I was able to move out of lottery. But uh, so I, I have that experience at store level. And so I graduated college uh, with my degree in communications, uh, minor in business, had some different internships uh, as I got older through my education time period, took a break from from the store to explore different items. And then my, my first job out of college was with the Muscular Dystrophy Association in Philadelphia in a, a role that was as regional public affairs co- coordinator. Wow. What that means was I got to work w- during their busy time period and fundraising opportunities. You know, they do uh, their, the MDA telethon yeah. and the, the fill the boot campaigns with the firefighters and, and other Isles of Smiles, which is a grocery oh. uh, initiative with MDA. And that it was at that time when I'm working with national retailers, meeting with the president of the company and the in the aisles and working on press for them and and doing different projects that I realized well if I'm going to work in a grocery store <laughs> I know where I should work yeah. I might as well work for myself and help my family's business so I I did return home after that that project was completed so again the bulk of my time has been with Carnes um I did eventually go to St. Joe's in Philadelphia for my master's in food marketing to gain Ooh. additional experience cuz you know a family business is is excellent there's so much to learn but you also have these walls of group thought right. you know where you learn what other people have learned directly from them and you don't necessarily have the filter of information in and out and so that was important for me to go and step into additional education, additional connections of folks within the retail landscape, whether it be as a producer or um, flavor creator uh, or sales reps. And St. Joe's allowed me to do that. So now I've been working for Carnes for, oh gosh, longer than I can imagine at this point (laughs) in time. So, Well, I'm sure you've collected a wealth of information. So as a female in grocery at the level you are, and I'm, uh, I can't imagine there's, you're not in the majority at your, at, at your stage of your career, are you? How many women are in executive management and grocery? You know, I, I've seen a shift that's taken place over the last few years, which has been good, excellent. But certainly there are times when I am the only female sitting within the room. And there's certainly times when I am the only female and the youngest sitting, sitting around the table. And I, I don't take that opportunity lightly. I recognize that I have a voice that in a different perspective that should be heard amongst right, right. the the peers that I'm, I'm sitting with. And maybe some of those people don't think of me as their peer, <laughs> but I, I certainly advocate to have that, that uh, acknowledged and the, the weight of my opinion to be, to be heard. Um, but I have seen it change. Um, I've also seen the old school thought process still very much exist. Yes. Yeah. You know, where you look and you think, man, like, come on, we're 2021. <laughs> like, let's let's open up our brains just a little yeah, bit. But yeah. um, forward progress is is good progress. One one of the most fascinating parts of that, and one of our guests said this. She said, "It's it's one thing to get a seat at the table, regardless of how you got that seat at the table. It's another thing entirely to earn the seat." And to be respected in the seat. 
That doesn't just come because you're sitting there. And so how, you know, you talked about St. Joe's, that was fresh eyes, right? You're bringing back this amazing, different perspective, uh, much needed injection of just a different way to look at things, right? To a very, very established, well-entrenched um, business. And so what, what are the ways in which, even though you're going, did you just say that? It's 2021, we have to, you know, sort of progress. How, how does a woman sort of be that instrumental voice and say, you need to listen to me when you really think, hmm, I don't know that they are so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And I I wish that there was that one size fits all answer. Um, I've certainly sat at the table and there have been moments where I've bit my tongue and I've addressed after the fact, either publicly, you know, like to to a, a small group of individuals of like, hey, I was in this position. This was how I wish it would have gone. You know, right, can you right. help coach me through this for in the future? Um But then there's other times when you just have to stick with your guns, you know, where you say, you know, hey, I hear what you're saying, but I I, I tried to break out some of those words of like, I feel, you know, yeah. and have it be a more assertive stance. And I think often at times women, you know, you hear it where they're, if you're too assertive, you know, there's different names that are, yes. are called or, <laughs> and I hate that. And it's yeah. not fair. And it's, it's viewed as a negative, but finding your voice and picking your battles that you want to die on, you know, that you yeah. want to fight, that you want to put the pressure on, um, and luckily, I think as we get into 2021 and further down the lines, when there are those old school mentalities and thought processes, more individuals around that table recognize that. And they're going on the same brain length of view of like, did, was that really just said? Was that right. thought process just dismissed or, you know, that train of thought just dismissed? But having the ability to recognize when you're right, not just when you think you're right, but when you're right, and pushing for that moment of acknowledgement is so important. Um, it's tough, but it's it's necessary because, like you said, you need to make sure that you are sharing your perspective right. and having your voice heard because 100%, a seat at the table is just, just good for giving your legs a break, you know, making just sure- Just the seat. Yeah, making sure that you take the moments that are given to you to matter. And one follow-up to that, Anne, I think one of the common themes is, is when to know, when to continue to push the passion of your convictions and when to sort of back up and, and live to fight another day. And, you know, we, we, we quit it's in sort of this defeatist thing. And then it just pushes its way further and further down into us. And then that starts to define us. Well, wait a minute, right? There's not a person in business that, that wins them all. Right. We have to understand what we're gaining from that. And as long as it's maybe a seed for the next time, right? I mean, there's a lot of that. I don't want to say politicking, but building consensus is a better way to say that, to be able to earn the right to have the view. And we all know life isn't fair. And it's incumbent upon all of us to go, okay, but it is what it is. And how do we win anyway, right? Through the unfairness or through the ways. But I think that approach is exactly what women need to hear for the ability to undo, right? Some sort of like, like just narrow thinking, just to expand it, even if you don't agree. 
I think it's fresh to hear Andrea's take as a young mom. So you have a young, a, a kindergartner, I believe, mm-hmm. in school now. Um, more women, we've talked about this in past episodes, have to say yes, either when they see an opportunity at the table or are asked. Now, a lot of them, you know, it, it's not for everybody. The seat of governance, some people don't aspire to, male or female, and that's fine if you don't aspire to that. When you are asked or when you see an opportunity, absolutely be bold enough to say, you know, I, I see you have a, a an open seat on this board or this board or, you know, a committee I'd like to serve. And you raise your hand because I often say, no one's going to knock on your door and say, you know, hey, I've got a new vendor for you to try. You, you have to be proactive in those uh, areas. Women have to step up when they want to serve and make it well known. It, it's almost comical around a board table. I've never, ever seen a man raise his hand to speak. And I've been at many board tables where women are like, what, you know, That's they're waiting. Just say it. You know, if you're, if you're not going to bust in there and lots of times, you know, we wait until we know everything before we speak, or we've done all the research. And I learned, you know, long ago, that's, that is never, that's never going to happen. And a lot of my peers aren't waiting for that, you know, perfect moment. Just state your opinion, uh, use your voice. You're at the table, take advantage of using your voice. And I do think for women, it's incumbent on us to bring others along with us. I'm sure a lot of women in grocery and retail, Andrea, are watching your every move. Like where, where is Andrea serving? What kind of leadership is she doing? And we'll get to the pandemic in a minute. Um, because you're, you're probably one of the lone voices in central Pennsylvania, you know, maybe not the larger Commonwealth or uh, mid-Atlantic, but certainly in our neck of the woods, you know, watching how are you rising um, and what kinds of, uh, you know, positions are you serving on? Yeah, it's been, it's certainly interesting. And, and I agree with you on saying yes, that that is an important item to take place. Um, I also encourage women at the same time when they're asked, so maybe it's not an opportunity that they see, but right. when they're asked, if it's not worth their time and their energy, and it's not going to get them to where they want to go, say no. Amen. And that's a hard thing for no women oftentimes to do, whether it's a personal item or a professional item, it's okay to say no and say, you know, it's not going to get me my goals, whether that goal is spending more time with my family or that goal is a new job or a new appointment or working with a specific nonprofit. Your time is so valuable. No, It's one of the few things that you know, you have 24 hours in a day. Non-renewable. Yes. And so I find those opportunities that you want and say yes and go after it and I'm going to work to not raise my hand anymore, but um, <laughs> at the same time, no one to say no. But no one's no one wants to sign up for the Sisyphus position. It doesn't matter what it is. Sitting in the chair isn't enough, and Sisyphus didn't even like rolling this stone up, only to absolutely every time have it roll back down. And if you can't have influence, if you can't move things forward in a positive direction, then it's just, it's, it's a paper tiger and women, women, women don't say no, because when you say yes, regardless of what it is, you're saying that is the most important thing right now. It's like taking a call if you're in a meeting. Well, wait a minute. You just said that call is more important than me sitting in front of you. There's all kinds of nuances and I'm not signing up for Sisyphus if I can't make a demonstrable impact. I have more important ways to your point exactly to spend my time. And I have found when I surround myself with people that remind me to do that, I have two older brothers and they're just this morning on a phone call, you know, one said, is this, 
is this going to grow your business? Is your time well spent here? Because I have, you know, a true confession. I have a problem with saying yes to everyone, you know, and even Marissa on my team said, just because you can, doesn't mean you should, Anne. You know, can you help? Yes. Should you help? You know, whether that's in media, whether that's in anything, you know, who, who doesn't want, uh, marketing people on their, on their boards. <laughs> but, but one thing I'll point out as a, as a, as a consumer, as someone out here, Anne talks all the time about no matter what she schedules for you, if it's an early morning segment on a news show that you show up. Almost. <laughs> That's yeah. yes though, right? Because that's, that's so meaningful. And the easiest thing for you to do would be to say, no, mm. I have this, 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 and you would, right? And that requires a lot of different things to happen so that you are able to say yes. But the impressive part of the three of us is making those choices and then living with them positively, yeah. Yeah. not in a negative way. No, absolutely. Let's, uh, let me touch a minute, Andrew, on COVID. 19. <laughs> there was no industry. I mean, hospitality was, you know, brutally uh, impacted as well, but grocery, you all of a sudden not only became a community health resource, you became a frontline essential, um, you know, really at risk. You, mm -hmm. your family, your business, your livelihood, your bottom line, your team, uh, at risk of some serious consequence mm -hmm. if you didn't navigate this. And now I know some of the insider information from working with you, but, uh, give us a little lens. Like what, what was the first week like for you? Oh gosh. So I, I remember in January ish, December ish, where we started hearing about COVID-19 and of course this is all taking place over in Asia and then right, it was right. Italy and, and the conversations I'm having with my team members of, well, it's going to come to the United States. What's it going to look like? You know, what, what will that mean for Like, were they serious us? conversations? Did no, you they, so I was, I tend to be more of the worrier, the yeah. more proactive, the more, yeah. oh, oh no, we have to get ahead be of this prepared. Yeah. Yeah. personality within our, within our company. Um, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's way overreaction, too much <laughs> nervous energy going on. Uh, in this situation, it was the correct nervous energy. Um, so as a company, we started ordering supplies and doing what a lot of the national chains were doing because, you know, they, they're bigger. They have more right. dot processes right. that are going that are able to sit around and think about national pandemics, Crazy. international yeah. pandemics, um, of which some, if you think about Giant Allhold, they were already experiencing it in, oh, in right, different right. areas. So mm -hmm. different countries were already being affected. So some already knew what they needed or right. what steps they were taking. But we started ordering supplies both, uh, you know, protection equipment, you know, we started ordering gloves and, uh, did you think this was just like from a different planet? I mean, we've never had masks in our, you know, yes. that, I, that, and you start like ordering them. Did you think, is this really going to happen or? Yeah. I, well, yes, <laughs> I, I had no clue masks. We, we were not fortunately as like, Oh, we, people are going to need these. Yeah. At that time, the CDC was saying right. to us, like, no, you don't want to wear right. masks. Right. That's not what you should be doing. And on March 13th, really, is the date that I have down. March 13th, 2020, is the day where it exploded within our central Pennsylvania yeah. community. It was the day, you know, I'm in the stores and all of a sudden I'm seeing shoppers coming in wearing masks. Wow. And we had a few team members who were wearing masks and, 
you know, we actually got some complaints from people saying like, that's scaring me. And it's like, well, if they feel good about it, then let them wear it. I, I'm not going to wow. tell someone yeah. you can't wear that. Very happy we did not do that. As yes. Yeah. Wow. Knowledge progressed and and how we execute, executed progress. But that's the the day that I remember thinking, OK, this is so much bigger, so much at that time scarier than yeah, sure. than what we realized it was going to be. Um, and then it was just a, a whirlwind for about three, three months of trying to get our mental understanding, get our physical understandings in place of getting our physical barriers in place. You know, you talk about the plexiglass up and six feet advocacy and implementation and just craziness, you yeah. know, and <laughs> to say then it fell into kind of step of okay this is where we're at this these are the steps we're taking and you know we've had some shifts take place over the last 18 months but we're still in it you know we're still yeah. executing and and wearing masks and sanitizing and being aware of out of stocks that are, are occurring so it, it's an ongoing item I look forward to when we get to truly take a review back and say yeah. oh remember when because <laughs> I, I feel like we're still still too close to it right still in right. it any leadership uh insights you could share with us on what like did you have a personal checklist that helped you um you know prepare for the decisions which which had health consequences and protecting you know keeping supply chains going or making sure people had access to food and, and pivoting to e-commerce. Maybe that was the first time I'm not sure, uh, or not if it was, if it was, but in, t in Andrea's mind, what did you run through any, what helped you make these decisions? So a big item, I would say it was a twofold item. Number one, talking internally, you know, my dad's great. He it's very supportive. Um, he believes in making decisions and moving forward. He's not he's not the guy who's going to sit around and debate. Ruminate for, on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, well, let's get Good. this and that. And so he gave the ability to make a decision on how we proceeded, that that flexibility, the finality of it. Um, but at the same time, recognizing that we were going to make changes. And that was what we really communicated to the stores where, hey, this is where we're at today. You know, today, this is what we know. These are the steps we're taking. This is the process I'm asking you to follow for sanitation. This is the process yeah. I'm asking you to follow for team member check-ins in the morning and acknowledging next week, it might be Could different, change. you know? Um, so just recognizing that it was all very fluid, like, but you need to do this. It might change, but you need to do this right now. Um, at the same time, I'm also part of a share group. Um, so across North America, there's maybe 30 of us retailers. We're all non-competes wow. and we were sharing experiences oh, and advice fabulous. and even artwork, uh, across all, all, uh, industry, you know, so a retailer in Canada within our share group was saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. Here's some ideas. This is the process we're utilizing. So I was able to connect with other industry professionals that in very real time and reach oh, out with great. support and even some vendor resources like, hey, does anyone have a source to get fill in the blank? You know, these paper masks right now. And then we would share that information. So that was also a huge benefit. So were you in that group ahead of the pandemic? Yes, I've been in that okay. group for probably about four years, you know, and talking about having 
other feedback and voices and experiences and education. That That is why I'm part of that so group. So that could be all preempt you with whatever business vitamin you're going to share toward the end. <laughs> that would be a business vitamin for anyone in whatever career, if you aspire to leadership, like surround yourself and, and you said non-compete, you know, people in your industry or space that you don't direct aren't in your backyard or you're not running up against RFPs with, uh, to, to be like a personal board, to, to, uh, kick around ideas that, that you would learn from their insights in real time. I think that's, that's a great idea. And Annie, you probably have a couple of those too. Phenomenal. I mean, I, I try to guard against the echo chamber where it's just sort of, you're getting back what you're giving, whether it's the position, whether it's the personality. And I think that education for sure Mm -hmm. brings back just again, fresh eyes, fresh information. Here's how it's being informed and taught. And, 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 and how does that compare? And I'm constantly getting the feedback from my leadership team, uh, because I don't have all the answers and I don't necessarily excel in, in whatever they do. And so it's to trust the people you're trusting and people who are in it doing exactly what you're trying to do in it is to me, the epitome of a share group and why you take your time for that. Cause again, you're voting with your time and there's only so much of it in a day. And what are you, what are you giving and what are you getting back from that? And I think the second we say, you know, we're sort of there, no, 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 we're going to get run over. It's never a destination. It's always a journey and we have to keep moving. And to keep moving, I think we have to keep listening. Yeah. And uh, probably your uh, college training or courses in communications, you know, uh, helped you in this vein to be... um, to clearly communicate with the team exactly, you know, where you understood the company was at this point in time on this day, not tomorrow. Um, so they would come along and support you. You're, you're in essence, the general and, and you want them all to follow you every single day into battle and do, you know, you have to, uh, stock the shelves or you got to, um, you know, deal with customers that might be scared coming into the store and, and line up very clearly. What's the response supposed to be to that? So I can, you know, sympathize with the kind of pressure on you and the whole family as you navigate that. Uh, but anyway, thank you, uh, for all you did. Uh, and her, and her own family, us. right? Yeah. So as a mom, as a daughter, as a wife, I mean, are you kidding? There's that, that whole, where you're fearful for that. Right. And so what's happening with your daughter? What, you know, is she good? Is that, I mean, there's just so many dynamics that are in addition to leading at work. And it's very stressful. No, I know. Um, what is in the future for Carnes? Or and you? Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, those those seem to be very intimately tied yeah. together. So um, yes, yes. You know, we we look at the the retail industry. You referenced earlier that over the last five years, it it's changed so much and really like five, 10, 15, you can just keep going back and see the the changes, how it keeps morphing, whether it be how it's changing competitively or technology, right, right. like the technology going into it. Um, so we're, we're aware that we have to keep growing and changing. What that looks like from, from a Carnes perspective, uh, right now we're doing a number of technology updates within our Great. stores, uh, really investing within the back end, you know, which 
For a lot of folks, it won't make any difference on their shopping experience until it does. Yeah. You know, it's one of yeah. those items where it's going through and then we have to work through implementing that technology and training our team members. But eventually that will make the impact for our final Great. consumers. Um, we have some expansions planned for brick and mortar. And, you know, the question is always, are, are you any new stores? And we're, <laughs> we are always looking, you know, it's just a matter of finding finding the right one. Uh, I've always said it's not about the number, it's about the right number. So Good. you don't want to just add stores for the sake of adding stores to say, hey, now we have 10, 11, 12. If right. it's not the right location, if it's not the right demographic, what does it matter? Right, you know, you right. want to set yourself up for success, not failure. Uh, so how I play into that, you know, I... I feel an immense amount of pressure and responsibility in looking at all our team members within our company. You know, we're an independent retailer. There's not a lot of those out there no, anymore. There's not. There's um, not. I just view my job as having to continue to to assist each and every one of them in in having their futures with Carnes and how can I build them up? How can I build our company up and ensure that we are strong enough to to continue growing and growing them professionally and personally and moving in into the future. So, you know, my, my job title sales and marketing, but I do a little bit of, of everything. And with the ultimate goal that we just continue to be a strong player within the, the central Pennsylvania community and, and keep everyone where they're at and growing and, and looking for opportunities to be stronger. Well, that's a mark of a great leader that you feel that um, burden of responsibility to take care of 1,200 families. So that's a lot more than 1,200 people. That's, you know, children and there could be, you know, other generations living in the homes of your mm -hmm. workforce as well. Um, any advice for women, like how, how to... Um, aspire to more leadership, how to find a seat at the table, or it could be specific to grocery? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, so much of it I view as finding, like you said earlier, your opportunities right. and picking your battles, you know, so kind of blending those two items together. So if there's an opportunity and there's something you believe in and you truly believe that that will take either your company or yourself to the next level, be prepared to to break out whatever you need, the armor, the the yeah. swords <laughs> to, to, to make it, it happen. To you know? fight for it. Because no one else is going to do it for you. Right. And you can't fight every day because you'll be exhausted. And the battles that you lose, let them go. It's not it's not worth sitting around stewing on, but to continue just pushing yourself and pushing what you truly believe is is best for yourself, for your company, and you will get that headway. You know, uh, continue like you said, education yeah. and putting yourself in the position to to grow. Well, that was a lot of business vitamins. <laughs> I was just gonna say that was a moldy vitamin. <laughs> That was a moldy vitamin. We just had about three business vitamins there, so all exceptional. I know, um, and just and like that, poof. Are we done already? <laughs> it's the bad clock over there that I'm watching, Andrew. We have to have you back, so that's clear because we uh, sooner or later, I think we need to have hour long podcasts. I, I think so. Anne says we get to do whatever we want. It's our show, and so yeah, whatever she wants, that's it what is. I want to do. But and it's probably out of narcissism that we choose our guests because we want to learn more about you and uh, hear about your journey and and tap in directly to what advice you would have for. You know, and, uh, and and every woman needs to hear it, quite mm -hmm. honestly, because no one has a playbook. No one gets there in the exact same way. And if we can cut down the learning curve even a little bit for another woman, wow, we win. We win. 
Well, and in my world of PR, if I had a dollar for every female, especially who said, I don't want to brag, I don't really want to talk about myself, to which I challenge them, and thank you for accepting the challenge, um, if we don't tell our stories, the younger generations, the 20s, the 30s, the 40-year-olds behind us will not know the career path. They won't know what mountains we were able to climb. And I think part of our goal here is to shorten the learning curves of young men and women. Go right, don't go left. We've talked about our setbacks and comebacks uh, many different times. And it's kind of a roadmap for people. Like, don't do what I did. This didn't turn out well for me. Do, go this way. If you want to start a business, you want to be in a family business, you know, here's some tips I've learned. So we could have Andrea back to talk about family businesses. We've had an episode on that too, because we're both in family. We sure are. Businesses. So Andrea Carnes, thank you for being with us in the Grit and Gravitas podcast and thank studio. thank you for our gifts. Andrea yeah, brought us gifts. I know, so I know. Come on, I can't, I'm going to have to use that tonight. Barbecue huge. sauce. I know. Was it women-owned, veteran-owned? Yes, ma'am. But Pennsylvania-owned as well. Pennsylvania-owned. So. A true a, trifecta right there. I know. Check those boxes. All right. Have a high gear day. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.